Well, as I said this evening, I just want us to take a few moments to reflect on the true meaning of Christmas. Um, I remember actually last year on Christmas Eve, I said something along the lines of, this is a Christmas like no other. Because uh, at that time, COVID, if you remember that, uh, closing things down, it was making people afraid, just old plain making our lives miserable. And I'm sure at that time we thought, this year is going to be different, or next year is going to be different. You know, we're sh- a year has to be more than enough time to deal with this silly virus, get it under control. And we were sure that vaccines would be the answer we were looking for that would get our lives back to normal. We were so hopeful we wouldn't have to have yet another COVID Christmas. And yet here we are again. And we're entering into something like month number 15 of the initial two-week lockdown they put in place to stop coronavirus. And we could ask ourselves in moments like these, what's going on? I mean, COVID has so taken over our lives. I wonder if there are kids growing up right now that think Omicron is one of Santa's reindeer. Like it's everywhere. And I know that this Christmas is going to be another hard one. I know that once again, this is not the Christmas we were hoping for or planning for or even wanting I know that for so many people, this Christmas comes with just so much uncertainty. And yet, here's something that I think we all need to hear. Because this notion of feeling like circumstances are just sort of spiraling out of our control. That moment when you feel like life, your life has just taken a detour off the beaten path. This idea that your dreams are even being broken and that your life just isn't going the way you expected or wanted it to be. All of those things are actually one of the main themes of the Christmas story. And if you don't believe me, you just need to ask a couple named Mary and Joseph. Because if you think your Christmas planning is going poorly, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because the Gospel of Matthew tells us the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph. Now keep in mind, back in Jesus' day, that was, that was basically how every great love story began. Mary and Joseph got engaged because they were convinced they had found their person. That they had finally found that special someone that they wanted to spend their happily ever after with. And I'm sure when that happened that, you know, they began to dream all of those dreams, people dreams, about what their life together is going to hold. Dreams like building a house and making it a home, establishing a career, having kids in the pitter-patter of little feet, and growing old. And growing up together. And let's not forget eventually grandkids. It's really the, would have been a wonderful start to a wonderful life together. That is until the unthinkable happened. Because somewhere, sometime during that patrol period, we're also told, but before they came together, Mary was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And in that culture, that news would have seemed like nothing short of a tragedy for this couple's future together. And I'm sure that when Joseph gets the news about Mary's pregnancy, that all of those dreams of their life together just came crashing down. And you know, it's right there in that place that I think many of us can relate to the Christmas story this year. It's in the midst of our own broken dreams that we begin to understand what Mary and Joseph were really going through. You know, especially after this year that we've just had. This year's felt like one 
sort of like one long year of best summer ever to followed by, sorry, now you need a booster on top of your booster to eat a sandwich in public. It's like every time we get our hopes up, the moment we turn around, those hopes just get sunk. And for anyone who's ever had dreams dashed or their hearts broken, it can lead us to feeling like life is just not happening the way we expected it. Feeling like at times that all life can offer us is just more disappointment. Feeling like things will never be normal again. Feeling like things are it's just unfair. Sometimes we even feel betrayed. Betrayed by God. And like Joseph who decided he's going to divorce Mary quietly. It can be pretty easy to just kind of surrender to that. And convince ourselves that God just isn't in it. Because when life falls apart, we often assume that God has left the building. And yet the Bible, in spite of all of those things, just a few verses later says, all of this, all of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And that verse almost seems at times implausible to our understanding because it means that all of that sorrow that Joseph had to face, all the ridicule that Mary had to endure, all the pain, all the brokenness, all the confusion that this couple had to go through, it means all of those things were part of God's plan the entire time. And it means that God was with them every step of the way even in their hardest moments. And it means that it all happened exactly, exactly the way that it needed to. It unfolded perfectly according to the will and sovereignty of God, right down to the very last detail. In other words, if you could throw back the backstage curtain on Mary and Joseph's life, you would see that God was running the show all along. Because Christmas was not just something that God threw together at the last minute. And that doesn't just go for the life of Mary and Joseph. For thousands upon thousands of years, the sovereign Lord was guiding every step. He was watching and waiting and planning and shaping all of history towards this one moment in time. And kingdoms came and kingdoms went and nation conquered nation and empires rose and fell. And it was all to prepare the world for this one moment in time. Because the hand of God never strayed from its ultimate purpose, to deliver to us a Savior. And that very first Christmas, in spite of the confusion and the chaos that it must have felt like, Christmas happened just the way God had always planned it. It was a Christmas of prophecy. And there are some lessons here that I think we need to hear on this, what is it now, our second annual COVID Christmas And the first lesson we need to know is that God is still in control. Even when we feel like life is spiraling out of control, even when hardships come, even when COVID cases are creeping up and that fear just sort of wells up within us about what might be, God is still sovereign and he is still able and he makes no mistakes. His work is never out of place. His help is never late. He's always in control. He's always at work. 
He's always, always accomplishing his will. And that's still true. Even in those times when we are so overwhelmed by our own troubles that we can't see it. So this Christmas, COVID may still be here, but Christ is the one who sits on the throne. And COVID may have Omicron, but Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. And that leads us to the second lesson that we can learn about Christmas. And that's simply that no matter what you're facing, Christ is bigger. He's bigger than your fears. He's bigger than your failures. He's bigger than your doubts. And he's bigger than your brokenness. And Jesus enters into all of those things in our life with us. And he takes that brokenness and he actually, he gives us meaning and purpose and hope in the midst of it. Because Jesus came to be our Savior. And he's a Savior that makes all the difference. That's what Christmas is about. Christmas is about God breaking into the world as a baby. It's about the love of God that did not sit idle while mankind died in their sin. It's about God making good on his word and then being willing to pay any price to show himself faithful. It's about Christ and the sacrifice that he was willing to make in our place so that we could be forgiven. Actually, one verse I've gone to this year that I've never gone to before is 1 Timothy, 5, 50, or 1 Timothy 1, verse 15, where it says, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And I guess what amazes me about that verse is that that's a Christmas verse. And I'd never seen that before. But it is because it tells us the reason that Christmas happened. Jesus came to save sinners. Jesus was born in a manger to die on the cross so that we could find forgiveness of sin from our past, strength for the present, and hope for eternity. Jesus came that we might have life and have it in abundance. And that's why the message of Christmas doesn't grow old. It doesn't become irrelevant. The good news of Christmas is as powerful today as it was that very first Christmas 2,000 years ago. Because Jesus still makes a difference and he's still is our Savior. And that's news we need to hear. That's what the angels show up to announce that very first Christmas. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David has been born to you a Savior. He is Christ the Lord. So I just want to ask you this evening, have you made that message your own? Because I know for so many people, Christmas is not the most wonderful time of the year. It's actually the most depressing. Because the sad irony of Christmas is that without Christ, it can actually be one of the most empty times of the year. Without Christ, what should be a time of fellowship is often a time of immense loneliness and feelings of rejection. What should be a time of generosity is often a time characterized by greed or self-pity. What should be a time of celebration is often a time of tragic suffering. And what should be a time of greatest happiness often becomes a time of greatest fear. And maybe this Christmas you come with a heavy heart. You come with uncertainty. You come with fear. You come with broken dreams, thinking that God has left you alone. But the message to you at Christmas is that God has come. 
And he's come to be with you, to be your Savior. Take hold of that truth. And this Christmas, once again, don't let Christ get lost in the hustle and bustle of your Christmas activities. Don't lose sight of the reason that Jesus came. We celebrate Christmas because it was the day that changed the world. It was the day that light entered the darkness. It was the day that the lost discovered a way to be found. It was the day that hope came to the hopeless. It was the day that God became a man, born in a manger, to die on a cross, to be our Savior. And that's what the angels show up to announce. That is the good news that Christmas has to proclaim. That unto you is born this day a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Let's pray. Lord God, on this night, as we stand just on the verge of celebrating Christmas, Lord, I pray that even now you would prepare our hearts to truly celebrate that truth. That, Lord, you would bring just a quietness into our spirits as we reflect on the true meaning of Christmas once again. Remind us that, Lord, Christmas isn't just a day on a calendar. It is not a holiday that we celebrate once a year and forget about and pack back into the boxes. But that Christmas is actually a reality of our lives every single day. Because you are a Savior who has come for us. You are a Savior who enters into the messiness of our lives. You are a Savior who is with us every step of the way. And Lord, we rejoice in that truth and the difference that you make, that that, Lord, you cast out fear in our lives, that you give us assurance, that, Lord, you offer us forgiveness, and that you remind us that, Lord, in all things, you are still in control and that you are still sovereign. So, Lord, I ask that even with the busyness of this season, that Lord, our, our, our hearts would find peace and that, that they would be focused on Jesus truly and fully this Christmas season. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.